Good morning, everybody. The dogs are staring at me. <laughs> Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wednesday midweek holiday season. It's almost the lockout. Oh, no, the lockout. Oh, no, the dogs are panicking. What are we going to do? We're going to be locked out. We can't watch baseball. We can't get into the stadium. I don't know what they're talking about. It's really upsetting. That's what my dog has to say about the lockout. It is what it is, you know? I don't know. I don't think they'll get much accomplished. I think it's basically like you got Pickett's charge of the players wanting more money because they're upset that the the mean salary has gone down over the last three years. And we know the reason for that is teams have figured out that young players win more games than old players. At least teams other than the Mets have figured that out and the Phillies. Those teams don't know what they're doing. But um, yeah, most teams have figured out, you know, the, the Red Sox did it with young players. Um, the Braves had a lot of young players, you know, younger players that have come up over the last few years. Um, I don't know. That's just how you get it done, you know. You get you got to have a lot of young players, and then you got to sprinkle in some uh, some free agents. But you certainly don't do what the heck the Mets are doing this year. I mean, signing like a bunch of really like really really super old guys and handcuffing yourselves. Um, and, you know, teams are worried about their payrolls. Uh, we might get a soft cap, um, again, around $200 million. The teams aren't crazy about going over. But if you noticed, teams like the Dodgers, the Phillies, the Red Sox, teams that usually spend a lot of money have not been spending any money um, in the uh, free agent frenzy. Um, the teams that have been spending money have been like the Mariners, the Rangers, Teams that had room to spend money, you know, and teams that feel like they're close. Uh, even the Marlins have spent some money. Who I told you on the last pod that the Marlins are definitely going to contend in the NFC East or in the NL East this year. They could probably win the NFC East because that's terrible. You know, the Eagles and the Washington football team and Giants. I mean, those are some bad teams, right? Um, but anyways, when it comes to um, spending money, it's been the mid-market teams that have spent money. I mean, granted, you're never going to get teams like the Pirates or the Orioles spending money. But some of these mid-market teams, whether it be Arizona or the Rangers, you know, they at least have the flexibility to spend some money when they have to. Um, uh, I, I mean, I was a little encouraged that um, the Pirates went out and signed Perez um, because it shows that the Stallings trade wasn't just a salary dump. Um, because the guy they signed for a year made more than Stallings would have made, um, probably twice as much. Um, so, you know, I, I like the Stallings trade, and we'll get into a little bit of that, um, because we just touched on it last time. Literally, the last time I did a pod, um, I was just seeing it on the wire and opening it up. Like, the minor league guys were just announced, and I had just opened them up. Um, but, you know, we'll get into the minor league guys. We know that they got a guy that's Basically, exactly Travis Swaggerty, maybe a little bit better defensively with his arm, you know, with Swaggerty coming off the uh, the shoulder surgery. Um, but, you know, pretty much the same guy, you know, light hitter, speed. Um, Swaggerty's a little better at stealing bases, but uh, this new guy's a little better at um, hitting doubles and whatnot, you know. And uh, this new guy, by the way, is, uh, let's see, what the heck was that guy's name? Connor Scott. Right, he was drafted out of high school, and Swaggerty was drafted out of college. And that's basically the only difference. They were drafted practically back to back 
in the 2018 um, draft, and they've both been somewhat disappointing since then. Um, but Connor Scott had a decent year this year in terms of hitting doubles, home runs, and um, you know getting his ops up to about 780. Whereas um, I think the highest Swaggerty's ops have, has been is about 730. Um, and then this year we didn't really get to see much of him. I think he hit like 220 in uh, in AAA over like 30 at bats, and then he got hurt. So we know that they have like 10 fourth outfielder types like Connor, Swat, Tonner, Connor Scott and Travis Swaggerty. And uh, we know that they have about 10 guys competing for the second base job in like Rodolfo Castro, who is my favorite um, because um, if you see Yoshi going to DH and you see um, Chavis going to first base, uh, then I'd like to see um, Rodolfo Castro get the second base job because I don't see anybody else decent really competing with him other than like you got your long shots like your Hail Marys like a Diego Castillo guys that had a good year last year in the minor leagues um I can't believe they're still throwing Hoy Park out there but we'll see if Hoy Park survives spring training you know when we finally do get a spring training which could be in May I don't know but um you know so you got those guys it's the same guys right I mean the team is going to be really bad it's just the thing about this team is that we know the product's going to be bad. I mean, if you're one of those guys that watches the Pirates en route, um, I hope that you turn down the sound because the announcers are just such homers. It's really, really, really like super annoying how they give everybody nicknames like the great Nogowski, you know, even though, you know, it's just guys just being like muttered through. Yeah, I think Kai Tom even had a nickname. Because, oh, he really looked good in that at-bat. He only, he struck out, but he, he looked at eight pitches in that at-bat. I mean, it's just so bad being a Pirates fan. And if you think that you were frustrated watching Josh Bell defensively, you know, just wait till you see O'Neill Cruz just, like, throwing balls into the stands from third base. And just wait till you see O'Neill Cruz just looking terrible on some of his strikeouts, a la Josh Bell. So he's basically Josh Bell, um, but at a more important position. So, I mean, it's not much to look forward to this year. I mean, I don't see any of the young guys really like, I don't know, having the, like, there's nobody that I think is really going to step up. Um, I do like that they got, obviously, a couple of experienced starting pitchers now in Zach Thompson and um, Bryce Wilson. So at least there's that, right? I mean, if you got those two guys and then you run Brubaker out there and then, um, you know, they got a couple flip guys and then I don't know who else is on the horizon, but, you know, the rest of the guys are all pretty similar, right? Like you might like Max Kranich, you might like um, Will Crow, um, you might have a favorite out of those guys, but they're all in that same boat as like, you know... The out the fourth outfielders that they have ten guys of you know, I mean there you might like Suwinski because they got him in the um, the trade for Adam Frazier. You might like Cal Mitchell because you know he's been in the system for a little while and he's had some okay seasons in the minors. You might like Swaggerty because he was a first round pick. You might like Connor Scott because he's new and shiny, but they're all generally the same guy, you know. Um, they're going to throw Anthony Alford out there again. Um, ben Gamble is probably going to be a starter. I mean, it's going to be bad, you know. 
Um, you're not likely to see as good of a season from Brian Reynolds because he had a career year and it was very, very, very like super impressive that he just kept coming. Um, but I mean, you're going to see some regression there, but I think he's a really, really good player. And the regression you're going to get from Reynolds is going to be um, made up for with the better season from Keep Ryan Hayes, you know, a healthier season from Keep Ryan Hayes. Uh, but it's going to be bad. I mean, your first baseman's bad, your second baseman's bad, your shortstop's bad. You got two outfielders that are, you know, they probably shouldn't be major league starters. It's just going to be a bad year. You got two starters plus Brubaker plus just a bunch of guys that they're going to be throwing out there, right? They're probably going to get two, maybe three guys out of the Rule 5 draft, uh, a backup catcher, and one or two pitchers. You know, So there's hope that they could find another starting pitcher out of the Rule 5 draft, but it's likely to be a Max Kranich type, right? It's likely to be, I don't know, like a Chad Cool. You, know? you drop a guy, you get a guy. They're not likely to lose anybody in the Rule 5 draft um, because there are a couple guys... Uh, that also club a lot of home runs, like um, like Mason Martin. Um, but if people, if there's a team that looks at Mason Martin's 2019 season, it wouldn't surprise me if someone takes a flyer on him and at least takes him to spring training. And I'm talking about a team like Arizona. You could have him as your backup first baseman, or a team cutting money like the Reds, um, because he would he would hit a lot of home runs in Cincinnati. And then you could move if you were going to play him at first base once in a while. You could move Joey Votto to DH um, because he's old as dirt. You know, there's a lot of things you could do. um, But no matter how you look at it, it's going to be a bad year of baseball. And I've kind of been warning you guys that it's going to be a bad year of baseball in 2022. You know, I said you're going to get a top five pick again in 2023. And that's going to be another wave. Um, We don't know if this team will ever be good. I mean, they're a better comp to the Baltimore Orioles than they are to, um, you know, teams that are really good at it, like the Marlins or um, the Rays, you know, teams that have done it and won. Um, So we just don't know. But if you're going to follow this team, you know, which we're all doing, and it's not easy sometimes. uh, I mean, if you turn down the sound on the the, um, Pirates games in the summer, you could put on some Pink Floyd. You could put on some... Um, Fergie, you know, whatever you're into, you know, do a little work around the house, but just, I I don't know how you could possibly listen to those guys, (laughs) you know, it's going to be a rough summer as far as baseball entertainment, if you're just focusing on the Pittsburgh Pirates. I mean, if you're willing to get a couple of like other teams that you like to follow, like Miami or Tampa Bay or, you know, whoever, maybe have a team in the American League that you like to follow, like the Blue Jays or something. Like, at least you'll get some decent baseball. But as far as the Pirates go, the only thing that's going to be really interesting is going to see, like, how bad some of these guys are and if anybody steps up. You know, so I don't know who is going to step up, but I would think if you have 10 guys competing for the outfield and 10 guys competing for the second base, that there's at least a chance that one of those guys is going to step up. Um... So, I don't know. Um, It is what it is. I mean, there's not a lot to be excited about, to say the least. But I think that, you know, now that we're two days removed from the Stallings trade, at least least we can, like, wake up. You know, the sun still comes up in the morning, and we can say, well, 
we got this Perez dude, you know, for a year. He's basically Jacob Stalling. I mean, we liked Jacob Stallings, right? But that's the thing with this team. You can't get attached to guys. You know, you have to be prepared to always be looking at the minor leagues and somebody fun coming up because you just can't get attached to anybody, you know? I mean, maybe Brian Reynolds is being extended right now as we speak, um, but maybe not, you know? I mean, I think there's a chance that maybe he won't be extended. Um, there's a good chance that Key Brian Hayes won't be extended, uh, you know, for the main reason that why would he, you know? Like, he could, he could go to a better team. Um, he doesn't need the money, you know? Um, I, I don't understand why Key Brian Hayes would sign an extension, um, the only guys that would sign an extension are um, guys maybe that are from, um, you know, different countries that don't have a lot of money, you know, whether it be like Starling Marte or Polanco or Andy Rodriguez, you know, he's a guy that you could probably extend. Uh, Brian Reynolds would extend because he likes Pittsburgh, but I, I, he can't like what he's seeing, right? I mean, if you put yourself in Brian Reynolds' shoes, and you think about like, well, this guy can think, this guy could dream about being on a team with like good veterans that he could learn from, you know, or a team that maybe he wants to win, you know, like a team that is going to have fun and win sometimes, you know. Um, I wouldn't think that Brian Reynolds is in any hurry to give this team a club discount. I think he would have given the team a discount during the year when he said he loved Pittsburgh over and over, which is the same thing that... um Stalling said, you know, that he loved Pittsburgh and whatnot. Um, they don't care, you know, like they they don't care about any particular player. It's just like they're just it's just a factory, you know, and they don't particularly value this worker over another. It's kind of like me working at Chewy, you know, like they don't care if I go to work at Amazon because someone from Amazon will just come over to work at Chewy or they'll go to work at the Walmart plant or whatever, you know, and uh, that's, that's just how, you know, it is with the Pirates. I can't say that's how it is with all baseball, um, because you do have some teams that um, they do have some players around, you know, a la Joey Votto, or if, um, you know, if the Braves extend um, their first baseman, there, you got that guy, you know, he was with them the whole career, but other than that, it's like, you don't see it too often from teams Unless you have a real hometown favorite like Jeter with the Yankees or Aaron Judge with the Yankees or someone like that. You know, you're not going to see a guy spend his whole career in one team. Even if you have like a long-term contract, um, like the Phillies signed, um, you know, their, their masher in left field. Um, Bryce Harper started out with Washington, you know, so he wasn't with one team the whole time. He was with Washington for quite a lot of those home runs, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was nice to see Tampa extend, um, you know, their young superstar because I think he is going to be around. I mean, there's some people that are saying like Tampa's going to dump him somewhere in that contract. Uh, I don't know. I mean, it depends, right? I mean, it just if they're winning, you know, and there's some added revenue sharing, you know, then I think he can stay with the team. Um, but it's kind of every day that goes by without a Brian Reynolds extension, and especially because we're we're close to the the looming lockout. You know, it's looming. It's basically like um, a black hole that you're being sucked into. You know, and you know it's only like a day away. 
Um, you know, it's just like, it's coming. You know what I mean? But it's the holiday season. Are you really going to let that ruin, you know, ruin your winner? It'll be fun to see what these guys yammer on about. And basically, it's just like watching like a presidential election or whatever, you know, except you're not going to see your neighbors putting up like a Biden sign or a Trump sign. Um, you're just going to follow it through the news. Um, but it's basically just the only question is how ugly is it going to get? Um, because the uglier it gets and the more feelings that are hurt, the longer it goes into the spring. So, I mean, it'll be fun to follow. I don't think a lot's going to happen other than the universal DH Possibly a little more revenue sharing. You know, maybe teams will get punished a little more for tanking. Um, and by far, the, the teams that are tanking the most are the, the Orioles and the Pirates. And I don't see anybody like even close to those guys as far as just like $35 million payroll, $40 million payroll, you know, like just trading guys with years of control left, you know, trading popular guys like um, Adam Frazier and, uh, you know, Jacob Stallings and, you know, Brian Reynolds down the road. It's just like, those are just like, if you're a fan, I mean, it's just a tough team to follow. But again, if you are, you know, if you like following the Pirates, just don't expect them to win, you know, anytime soon. Just get into the excitement of watching, um, I don't know, like a, uh, maybe you like... um, O'Neill Cruz, or maybe you like Rowanzi Contreras, you know, or maybe you like Michael Burroughs or Sue Inski or Matt Frazier. Like, if there's a young guy that you like, you know, that's something, you know, at least it's something. Um, you know, I think everybody likes watching Key Brian Hayes play third base, even if we only have him for three more years. I mean, you don't have to buy the jersey to appreciate the player that he is. Um, and it's the same thing with Reynolds if he isn't extended. You know, you can appreciate watching that guy. Again, just turn down the sound. <laughs> so I, I was going to take like a kind of, um, uh, I don't know, deep dive into the one guy. Because we know Zach Thompson is going to be a good pitcher, most likely, for the next four years on the Pittsburgh Pirates. He's going to be like a middle-of-the-rotation guy, just like Bryce Wilson. So him and Bryce Wilson were really, really good finds because our rotation sucks, you know? So, I mean, at least we got something. Um, And we know who Connor Scott is. He's Travis Swaggerty. So Kyle Nicholas is very interesting. I'm going to tell you why. There's a few reasons why this guy's very interesting. I'll try to find out as much as I can on him. First of all, he's interesting because he was a early second-round pick in 2020. So that makes him a little bit better, probably, than um, Mladinsky. You know, people like Mladinsky, you know, so you're really going to like this guy. You know, 2020 round pick out of college, just like Mladinsky. You know, I don't think Mladinsky was a high school guy. I'm, I'm almost positive Mladinsky was a college guy. So the guy's Mladinsky, right? Um, and Mladinsky, as we know, might be a starter, might be a reliever. Probably the same with this guy. And they all have different strengths, right? So, um, but if you look at this guy, I think he strikes out a lot of guys. Um, In his one season in the minors, he had, I don't think I looked into this stuff that much last time. He had, let's see, this is the minors, right? Yeah, minors, one season. 
I mean, that's really all we have to look at with this guy because he was a 2020 round draft pick. He struck out 136 batters in... I don't know. How many innings? 99 innings. Pretty good, right? Um, I want to say Mladinski is probably like a, a strikeout and inning guy. But we expected this guy to be a little bit more of a strikeout guy because he's got a... a I think he's got a really good fastball, and we'll pull that. We'll pull up his tool grades later. Um, but really, we have this minor league season to look at. Um, in his first minor league season out of college, he had a 4.18 ERA. You know that's decent. He started 20 games, which is good because we can hope this guy is a starter. He only gave up 80 hits in 99 innings, which is not too bad. Um, you know he walked some guys, which all young pitchers do. Um, he gave up a little bit of home runs, like 7.3 home runs per nine is kind of high, but his whip of 1.3 is not that bad. Um, so, I mean, this guy is by all like intents and purposes, this dude's pretty good, right? I think when you look at his tools, you know, that's where I think he's pretty decent. Like if I pull up Kyle Nicholas, um, I know that I have, I might've actually saved it in my pictures, but, uh, I, I know that, um, you know, he was a top 20 pick of the uh, um, of the Miami Marlins. So you could actually see, like, what his tools were. Uh, and I don't think I erased it. Um, yeah, but I had to get the full thing. I mean, Kyle Nicholas has a really good fastball. Let me see if I can pull this up again. Kyle Nicholas, top prospects. That's really all you have to look up. And you can get his card, right? So Kyle Nicholas like St. Nick, top prospects. And I'll even put Marlins in there because he hasn't been added to the, um, he hasn't been added to the um, Pirates top prospects yet. Um, I don't know, does he pop up? Uh, 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 uh. I think they removed him already, but maybe I'll be able to find him by um, top 10 by position. And then he would be uh, right-handed pitchers. Let's see. Nah, they already got rid of him. And I don't think he's... Um, I don't think he's going to be on the... Uh... Oh, well, this that's because this just isn't the Marlins. Um, they won't do the top right-handed pitchers by the Marlins. But anyway, all right. So what do we know about this guy? He's got a really good fastball. Um, I think the most exciting thing about him by far is that he was a 2020 like middle round pick. So he was like the 30th pick overall, which means that he was like um uh pretty and the Marlins draft well, right? So he was a pretty decent guy and he's out of college, so he's a little closer to um you know, to being with your team. Um I'm going to say that Kyle Nicholas, they really want him to be a starter. Uh, and Ladinsky, it looks like he's more likely to be a reliever. Um, but again, when you look at that rotation for 2024, I, I, the rotation is what they've been trying to build. And that's why you had to trade Stallings. I mean, if someone's going to throw two pitchers at you, you got to trade Stallings and then just sign the other guy. But again, like if I could just think off the top of my head, the likely rotation for 2024 and keep in mind or 2023 even and keep in mind that um some of these guys are going to get hurt and you're going to have to have other guys coming in like Will Crow and um 
you know, those guys that I mentioned earlier. But um, as far as your 2023 rotation, um, I think Kyle Nicholas is probably your number one guy. I think um, Bryce Wilson is probably your number two guy. I think that your number three pitcher is probably Rowanzi Contreras. Um, I think that your number four pitcher is probably JT Brubaker. Um, your number five pitcher is probably Michael Burrows. And your number six pitcher is probably Kyle Nicholas. And that, that's really good. I mean, Burrows, we know, is really good. Rowanzi Contreras, we know, is really good. Brubaker, we know, has shown signs. And then Zach Thompson and Bryce Wilson, they should be really good pitchers. You know, they've done it in the major leagues. So they should be like decent number three starter pitchers. So, I mean, they want to build their rotation first, right? And then as far as the position players, just off the top of my head, you got um, uh, Henry Davis at catcher. Uh, I'm not sure how good he's going to be. I mean, I guess he's going to be an adequate catcher. And I don't know how he's going to hit in the major leagues, but let's just say he's a two. He's an average hitter. Um, your first baseman, um, I think the guys that they're looking at are even Cha- either Chavis, Mason Martin, or Andy Rodriguez. And the most talented out of those is Andy Rodriguez, and the the surest thing is probably Chavis. Um, at second base, we know it's going to be Nick the Stick Gonzalez. At shortstop. We know it's either going to be, um, uh, I guess O'Neill Cruz has a chance to stick at shortstop. Um, but if not, we got those two guys in the minors that are pretty good at shortstop, um, Escado and Paguero. Um, at third base, you're still going to have Key Brian Hayes, um, although the trade talk is probably going to be simmering by then. But the fact that they don't have another third baseman, I would think that... Um, they keep keep Ryan Hayes until they absolutely have to get rid of them. Um, and, and we're hoping that they'll win some more games in 2023 and have keep Ryan Hayes and Reynolds around for 2024. And your outfield is probably going to be Brian Reynolds, Matt Frazier, and it's tough to figure out who's going to be that third outfielder. Because again, there's nobody that um, really st- sticks out. Uh, in the system right now as that third outfielder. It could be O'Neill Cruz. Um, it could be um, any of those guys, right? Um, they want Suwinski to succeed um, because, um, you know, they traded for him. But there's no reason why it couldn't be um, someone that's already in the system, you know? Like, uh, I guess, do we say like Connor Scott? or um, Travis Swaggerty, or Cal Mitchell, or somebody like that. Um, but yeah, I mean, at least we have the makings of an okay rotation, and we have enough depth in the pitching that we could throw a decent reliever out there um, you know, in 2024. And that's what you're looking at, and that's what you get with the Pirates, right? I mean, it's not going to be a lot of fun. It can be depressing. Um, you can't get attached to guys, but you know, you also get to see new young guys come up every year, you know, but you're probably not going to get a lot of wins. You know, if you want a team that wins, you're going to have to pick a different team. But if you want a team that's interesting, you know, that's going to try to win with, you know, the bottom of the barrel guys and, you know, occasionally get really good guys for a couple years, like keep Ryan Hayes and Nick the stick 
And whoever else ends up being really well, like Rowanzi Contreras, that's what you're going to get, you know? It is what it is, and it's not great. But um, maybe you know, maybe the Pirates and the Orioles will get punished for their tanking, and they're going to have to put a little bit more into the um, major league team in coming years. And that's what you can stay tuned for. I mean, they both have beautiful stadiums, you know? And, you know, you got to at least go out to those nice stadiums when the Yankees come to Baltimore or, you know, the Phillies come to Pittsburgh or something like that, you know, like a fun series. But let's not think that this team's going to win many. I don't know if they'll win as many games next year as they did in last year. The thing that's most surprising to me is that they're still running Hoy Park out there and... Um, the thing that I like the most is that they traded for Kyle Thompson. That was that was a really nice thing to see. So peace out. Enjoy your, the rest of your week, and I'll check in with you during the weekend, um, which I think the Steelers are going to beat the Ravens, by the way. Peace.